This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, Vladimir Putin's war against Ukraine, his invasion of Ukraine, is becoming uglier and more brutal by the day. There were attacks over the weekend on Kiev and the Russians also withdrew from a deal they had done with the UN to allow Ukrainians to ship wheat and grain to the outside world. This is a brutal decision which will hurt millions, tens of millions of people, particularly people in poor countries around the world. Uh, this will increase starvation and death. And of course, at the same time, under their new war leader, Sergei Surovikin, who was the man who fought their war and destroyed Syria, Aleppo, and before that, Chechnya, he is now in charge of uh, Putin's war, and it's growing uglier by the day. It's a pleasure now to welcome an Irish journalist and filmmaker, Johnny O'Reilly, who's in Ukraine, who's been on the front lines, and who, like everyone else involved in this terrible conflict, won't be looking forward to the winter, which is soon to set in. Uh, in that winter, temperatures can drop as low as minus 30 centigrade and that's tough stuff johnny thank you very much for joining us i know you've moved from kiev now down towards the Kherson region Kherson being an important city one that at the moment the russians hold but it's rather tenuous is it yeah it is rather tenuous uh but um i've spoken to some commanders here on the ground and all the data is showing them that the Russians plan on retreating from the countryside around Kherson, but are digging in deep to defend the city itself. One of them told me they expect street-to-street -street fighting within Kherson. So uh, the, 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 the news really is that the Russians are going to defend the city, but not the region. Yes, and there's an interesting piece in this morning's uh, Financial Times, which suggests that when winter sets in, fighting and changing occupations of territory might slow down in a big way because of the winter conditions. And it would be significant, for example, for the Russians to hold Kherson for a f the next few weeks before the winter sets in. And of course, as it is an important city, I think the first city the Russians took 
that it's a kind of psychologically as well as strategically, this is very important. Yeah, psychologically, it's important for Russians to hold on to the land. I guess it, you know, within their own propaganda, the longer they hold it for, uh, the more legitimacy they have over it. So it yes. is important, yes, for them to do that. And of course, it, the whole war is not only just um, battlefield dynamics, but it's logistics. And both sides will use any lull in the war to focus on logistics, defensive battlements, improving their uh, battlefield postures. So the Russians obviously feel that given the size of their army, the resource that they have, that uh, a lull will give them an advantage and more time to plan for the spring. And uh, the Ukrainians, with the help of NATO and the uh, Allied forces supporting them, uh, will think the same. So there is likely to be a bit of a lull as soon as the weather gets very cold. Um, and then everybody will be planning for the, the, the spring offensive. Now, Sorobakin is known as G uh, General Armageddon for the horrendous way he, he fought the wars in Syria and in Chechnya. And since he's taken over about two weeks ago, there has been a major offensive against Ukraine's energy supplies, hitting targets. Uh, I understand 40% of the sources of Ukrainian energy, that's heat, light, and also uh, telecommunications have been attacked. And this has made life very difficult uh, already for people. There are blackouts and promises of more to come. Have you experienced that, Johnny? Funnily enough, I have not experienced it myself because I, I live in near the kind of embassy belt in the city center, which hasn't been affected. And I only left there two days ago. Apparently now it is affected. Uh, the whole of uh, the Kiev city is without water at the moment, and 80% of it is without electricity. So this morning there was another attack in the city. Eight explosions occurred. I'm not sure which of those might have occurred just in the air as an intercept, um, but certainly waterworks were attacked successfully by the Russians and more attacks on the electrical grid as well has resulted in um, a fairly severe shortage of both water and electricity. But given that it's the, the capital city, we do expect the both to be back on fairly swiftly. Now, the idea would be um, with the winter to come, hurting the morale of the enemy. How is the morale of the Ukrainian people in the face of what has been? We're heading into the ninth month of this war now, and they have endured some terrible experiences and seen some terrible things, uh, rape, uh, destruction, dislocation of people, Hundreds and maybe thousands of people being taken, children particularly, from Ukraine and taken into Russia and dispersed in far-off regions of Russia. It sounds unbelievably cruel and uh, unbelievably terrifying. It's been awful to hear about and witness many of the 
those atrocities and bear witness to the aftermath of them. But the effect that that has had on the soldiers fighting is only strengthened their yes. resolve. Because in any calculation, um, any compromise is going to result in what they would see as the enslavement of their people um, and leave them more vulnerable to those atrocities. Yes. So when uh, you know when the decision to fight a war is presented in such a black or white manner, it's fairly clear what the right thing to do is. Yes. So for that reason, most fighters here, all of them have a real uh, strength of purpose, and that feeds into a uh, very positive morale, and that's something that I've witnessed on the front lines where you have many people who are getting injured, many people who are dying, but still their comrades left behind healthy are uh, pushing forward, they're making jokes, they're f- keeping their humor up, and it's one of the most remarkable things of, of being here. Is, is to witness that. And I think over time, that's, that is a huge advantage to the Ukrainians. But I think over time, that's going to be even more because the Ukrainians are supported by a massive national volunteer effort that connects them to the local communities and yes. back to their homes. The, on the Russian side, all of those Russian soldiers are much further away from their home much higher degree of uh, conscripts in the Russian army than the Ukrainian army. So one would have to expect that uh, over time, the morale uh, deficiency between the two of them is going to increase. And that will lead to a, a bigger advantage to the Ukrainians in the long term. Now, what about Ukraine and the people of Ukraine in their attitude towards the West? in particular in terms of supplying weapons that they need to counter these drones that are causing such mayhem, which have been supplied to the Russians by Iran, we understand. The morale of the people has been, I'm sure, greatly enhanced because of the leadership of Zelensky, their president Zelensky. And you're not too far at the moment from his home place. Yeah, I'm in a town called Krivirig, which is a city the size of Cork, down in the south of the country, just about two hours' drive from Kherson city. This is a, a you know a, a very nice, pretty town, very green at the moment. It's it's yellow because of the autumn, um, but certainly Zelensky has proven to be a, a very successful and popular wartime leader and has uh, not only been successful in rallying his own country, but also rallying the the world to the cause of of Ukraine. And uh, that has fed into general uh, relatively high morale amongst the population, given the circumstances. Um, And again, is is a very strong uh, advantage to to the fighting forces. At what point in the oncoming winter Will serious military battlefield activity be slowed down almost to nothing? In other words, what you have, you hold uh, until the spring, as it were. 
It depends on the cold. I mean, some winters, yes. especially previous winters in the last three or four years, have been extremely warm, you know, unusually warm. Many f feel that it's due to global warming. We have <laughs> the same will... thing here, uh, Johnny. Yeah. It's, it's very warm here, uh, considering uh, we're in October. Yeah. Late October. And, uh, exactly. Across the whole of Europe, um, it, things have been unseasonably warm. And that's also one of the reasons why the gas price is now th a third the price it was uh, six months ago. Um, and that could well uh, persist throughout the winter, in which case there won't be much of a lull in the battlefield. Uh, but to the extent that battles can and can or can't be fought in, in, in different weather conditions. There are other factors which are going to determine what will happen here other than the weather. And that are, you know, obviously the most important one being the political um, position for, for Putin at home. If, for example, Kherson is, is under threat, then Putin will may feel the need to escalate things further and there are uh, three things which he can do which could escalate things to a, a very shocking level um, and he is threatened to do implicitly threatened to do all uh, three of them and that is the possibility of blowing up the dam which holds a river yes. back from the Kherson region, which could flood out the whole region. Secondly, the talk about uh, a dirty bomb. Yes. Which, uh, if and if that is likely, if that ever happens, Kherson is the most likely place for that to take to happen. And then the third, obviously, is. Um, the Russian troops control the whole of the area around the largest nuclear power plant in Europe, yes. in, in Energodar, not far from actually in Krivirig. So these are escalatory steps that he can take if he feels his um, power is, is, is about to collapse. And one of the key things about Kherson is that it's, it's a gateway to the north of Crimea. There aren't any big towns between Kherson and the border with Crimea. So if the Russians collapse around the Kherson region, sorry, the Kherson city, then uh, arguably it, it, it'll be a bit easier for Ukrainians to gain access to the north of Crimea. And I think that's his uh, red line. If Crimea is under attack yes. uh, from land forces, that's when he may feel justified in triggering one of those uh, terrible uh, escalatory steps. Yes, because the Russians have held Crimea since uh, 2014, so long before this war started. So Exactly. And, and yeah. there's, there's a slightly different level of legitimacy in um, annexing Crimea than annexing the Donbass, for example, partly because it was annexed without any war. Yes. And also because a higher percentage of uh, people living in Crimea consider themselves Russian yes. than even in the Donbass. So, and, and, and also politically at home, if Crimea falls to the Ukrainians, uh, huge likelihood that Putin will fall as well. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, you lived in Moscow for many years, Johnny. Have you any feel for, we read about people dissenting from Putin's way. We read of people who are more hardline than Putin. Hence, Sorovakin, the butcher the man who causes Armageddon and who levels Syria. And in particular, if you think of Aleppo, what was done to that city, hospitals, schools, everything. I mean, this man is a brutal animal. He's now in the game. Does that, do you think, reflect pressure that Putin will feel, not from peaceniks, but from people who are even more hardline? Yes, I mean, he is under pressure from many voices on the extreme in uh, Kiev, sorry, in Moscow at the moment, including obviously on the hard right, uh, voices which he has recently given into by uh, promoting uh, Surovikin. Um, but his political base is dwindling because of the economic woes at home, because of the social catastrophe that is taking place in the city. I was speaking to a friend of mine uh, who has lived in Moscow for about 30 years, and he's a journalist, and he uh, is a friend with a, a fairly high-positioned uh, KGB officer who asked him for advice about, you know, schooling his children, leaving his, getting his children out of the country. So even at the high levels of the FSB, yes. um, people are very worried and scared. So for that reason, I, I believe that Putin's grip on power is weakening because as soon as he uh, suffers a, even a minor defeat, the, the 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 system that he holds together will collapse very quickly. Yes. Even though there, there's no sign of that, the sign won't come. And when the sign comes, 
like a, it'll be a house of cards that will collapse yes. very quickly. So uh, as long as pressure is kept up uh, on the battlefield, there's, there's always a chance that um, it could trigger something at home and uh, it could spell the end for Putin. The thing about the tactical nuclear weapon and whether or not he would use it, what's your judgment on that, Johnny? And what do you think the West and NATO uh, would have to, how do you think they'd have to respond to a tactical nuclear weapon? I think he's capable of doing it. Um, and I think it is possible at that very final moment where he's lost all other opportunities. Yes. I think it'll be a last-ditch uh, attempt to rescue something politically for himself. Um, and the hope is that by the time we get to that point, that his system is already in a state of crumbling. Yes. So any instruction that comes down will not be carried out. Right. But... Um, the, the, the way to achieve that is to keep maximum pressure on him politically and for Biden and to, to make it clear what the consequences of that are. And of course, the big worry within that is the, uh, result of the midterm elections coming up very yes. soon next week. Next Tuesday. Um, next Tuesday. So that, that could, end up w w with some form of a watering down of U U.S. support for Ukraine, in, in which case Putin will, will feel politically emboldened, politically strengthened at home. Yes. And, and those um, calculations are, are slightly shift for, for, for those kind of escalations that he's, he's thinking of. Yes, and of course the Republicans are expected to do really well, to take back the House of Representatives, for example. Maybe not the Senate, maybe the Senate. That's a, a, a trickier question. But if they were to take back the House of Representatives and if people that Trump has supported were to win the races they're in, whether they be governors, senators, uh, or indeed uh, congressmen and women, the scenario can change dramatically because a lot of those people on what we might call the Trump side of American politics are not as convinced and steadfast as Biden and Blinken, the, his Secretary of State, have been. Yeah, I think that is uh, possible. But, you know, like, it's, it's, it's so much like sport. You know, it's like a game of rugby in the sense that whatever little political uh, battles that Putin wins and combined with the military battles, it creates momentum in one size, yes. in one yes. direction or another. So if, for example, there is not a clean uh, liberation of Kherson over the next few months, nor is there any significant progress by the Ukrainians in the east of the country in Donbass, that is just momentum for Putin, which coupled with international fear over uh, nuclear escalation, uh, all plays into his hands and gives him the momentum. So the, the, the most important thing for the Ukrainians is to keep battling on the ground to prevent any momentum dissipating yes. in Russia's direction. Yes, and just this story, uh, Johnny, about Russia reneging on a UN deal to allow Ukrainian ships to ship out the grain so that 
people, particularly in poorer countries, don't suffer starvation. They will suffer starvation now. There will be deaths around the world. It is, from Russia's point of view, it's certainly not good for their image, shall we say. He would have been aware of that before he reneged on the deal. Perhaps a sign, as you said before, on the energy front he's attacking, that he's desperate now, or getting more desperate, uh, regardless of consequences. Uh, in this case of the grain, consequences where uh, even countries that are sympathetic, like India, for example, would turn against him or feel less sympathetic to Russia's efforts. Yeah, if you look back at all the decisions Putin's made, it's obviously it's very clear that the reputation of Russia cares for, is very low on his list of priorities, yes. including the decision to invade Ukraine in the first place. Yes. All of his decisions are driven by the perception of his almighty power back home in the, uh, across the primetime airwaves on TV in Russia. And that includes the decision to re renege on the grain deal, which was presented at home, uh, sorry, presented in Russia as a reaction to Ukrainian uh, success in a drone attack on Russian uh, Black Sea fleet. Yes. There, you might remember a few months ago, there was the, uh, the Moskva uh, cruiser, which was yes. the largest boat in the Black, Black Sea fleet was uh, destroyed. Uh, the Ukrainians deployed uh, a, a very unusual um, mix of both airborne drones and seaborne drones and attacked that it's the Moskva's replacement called the Admiral Makirov. They didn't sink it, but they have damaged it uh, very severely. And uh, Russia felt that, you know, the way to proceed, the way to present the reaction to this is by um, removing Russia from that grain deal. Of course, it's not, it makes no difference in terms of the battlefield, but in terms of the way, uh, it's presented propagandistically at home. These are the, these are the kind of uh, the logical decisions within that propaganda of how to, uh, maintain the illusion of power. There are reports over the weekend, uh, Johnny, of uh, the Belarusian border being now uh, packed Russian troops on the border, many of them. And we've seen this before. Is there any significance militarily or even psychologically uh, in, in this move to have these troops in Belarus on the border ready to move and open up perhaps another front? I think... There's always a potential that another front can be opened there, but only when things start to go extremely badly for Ukraine elsewhere. Right. And they divert a lot of resources to those other spots. Um, the Russians are calculating that there's always some advantage in just creating fear uh, of the possibility of a new front. But most military an an analysts, and including everyone in the Ukrainian government, do not believe that it is imminent. The, the, the steps and the logistics have not been put in place for that to take place. And the area north of Kiev, between Kiev and the border, is much better uh, protected now yes. than it was, uh, obviously, six, eight, eight months ago. 
Um, just one other interesting point, I think, is, is worth re remarking. Um, most of the airborne attacks through rockets and cruise missiles are ha have been knocked out of the sky at a rate around 50 or 60 percent. Yes. There has been in the last month since the increased attacks on Kiev in particular, there has been a um, an uptick in the delivery of high-tech anti-aircraft missile systems, including the American NASAM systems, yes. the Italians have been sending stuff, the Germans have. And today, 50 uh, missiles were aimed at uh, Ukraine. 44 of them were knocked out of the sky. So that's an 88%. Yes. So uh, already the percentage is going up, and that uh, bodes well in the long term. But obviously the um, the um, the Russians now have the uh, the water works and the electricity works in their sites, and uh, yeah, it could it could be a difficult winter for many civilians. Uh, including you, Johnny, I was going to ask you, uh, and I'm sure all our listeners, like myself, will uh, admire your fortitude and courage in covering this story. Um, well, story is probably an understatement in covering this war. As you head down to Kherson now, are your own spirits up or do you get a little frisson of fear from time to time? No, my, my spirits are, are, are up. Um, you know, I'm surrounded by a lot of people and, uh, you know, you plug into the, to the kind of aggregate spirit that's yes. around you. Yeah. And, uh, I don't see much of a dissipation in people's spirits. And that could be different in a month's time when the weather gets really poor. Maybe people have lived without water or without electricity for a, a long period. But, you know, I've stocked up on, on large bottles of water. I've bought uh, generators from Poland. Um, so I feel fairly well prepared. And, you know, I have some means to take care of myself, which obviously many other people yes. don't, especially living in smaller villages and places like that. So um, I think uh, as long as the momentum continues on the battlefield in Ukraine's favor, as it has done in the last couple of months, yes. people will feel upbeat. Um, so, y yes, I do expect, you know, the, in the, the depths of January for people, you know, will have to really dig deep just to, to withstand both the discomfort and the fear. Um, but I think they have it in them to, to see it through till, till the weather improves. Well, we're very, very grateful to you, uh, Johnny, for joining us on the stand and keeping us and our listeners in touch with what's going on on the ground in the most uh, dangerous and troubling circumstances. We're very grateful to you, Johnny, and we hope to talk to you soon. That's Johnny O'Reilly, Irish journalist and filmmaker, doing remarkable work in the most uh, dangerous place in the world right now. We're grateful to Johnny, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.